Before we jump into today's episode, I want to talk about one of my new sponsors. I had him on the podcast a few episodes ago and great human. So I was like, yeah, let's partner up. So Dreamland Wildlife Properties is a comprehensive land management company that is very detailed when planning and implementing land solutions. They have so many services offered, um, including land consultation, timber stand improvement, land restoration, wet, like all the things that I just fumbled that word so hard, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Words are hard, but uh, contact Dreamland at 517-759-8419, or you can go to their website, dreamlandwildlifeproperties.com. Great company, great people, ran by great people. So go ahead, check them out, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Life with Libby. I am so dang happy to have y'all here. Okay, so today's episode, I want to talk about reverse diet and how that's going. So, because there's, it's, there's more to it than just the food aspect of it, but I really want to, I want to share all of it with y'all, um, because... If I'm being honest, like, the bodybuilding process has been wild, but I feel like, (laughs) I feel like all the bodybuilders that I followed made it look a lot easier than what it was, and I don't like that. (laughs) I feel like I tried to share it as real and as raw as possible for that reason, because this shit is hard, but I will tell you right now, the reverse diet is almost harder than prep, and people used to tell me that. They'd be like, oh my gosh, like reverse diet is so much harder than actual prep. Because on prep, you have a goal, right? Like you have show day. You're like, okay, 12 more weeks until I get to do this. 10 more weeks, 8 more weeks, 6 more weeks, 4 more weeks, 2 weeks, and then you're at show day. And then suddenly you have all of this freedom, right? Well, just for like reference, for those of y'all who don't know, reverse diet is something that you... Not not everybody does, which is so crazy to me that there are coaches out there who aren't as incredible as Nicole, but that's, it is what it is. So not everybody reverse diets, and you can honestly and truly fuck up your body long term if you don't, like if you don't reverse diet out of it. So I had seen and heard horror stories of people after they compete blowing up and gaining a ton of weight. I saw it firsthand and a couple people and I, it was terrifying to me. And they got that way because they were binge eating. And because when you're, when you're so restricted for so long, then you finally get that freedom and you got to be able to have the self-control to not do that. So I had mentally prepared myself to not binge eat. Um, it was something that I worked a lot on, you know, like for me, the bodybuilding process, like actual prep, I was, yes, I was excited to be doing it because it was something that I had always wanted to do. And everybody was like, you're so genetically gifted for this. Like, this is something you should do. You're going to do well. And I was excited, but I think even going through prep, I was most excited for my post-show body because I have never lifted or trained this way. Um, So I was really focused 
And that might have been why, like, in our last episode, we talked about how I, like, wasn't really excited for show day because I was so focused on and excited for post-show life, um, which is the season that I'm in right now. Um, and I won't lie to you, I am loving it, but it definitely comes with its, its challenges, just like, I mean, every season comes with challenges, right? We'll get through it. We'll get there. But anyway, so I had worked so hard on instilling this um, habit, I guess, in my brain that when I thought about binge eating, I would be like, no, you can't do that. Post-show body, think about it. So, like, after my show, binge eating wasn't really a problem. I found my limits, um, but what I wasn't expecting was... The anxiety of food um so here's an example like when i first was able to sit down at nana and papa's and it wasn't a special day or anything like that i had packed all my food to bring over there this was after my show obviously and i went to eat and it was okay for me to sit and eat pork chops with them and i got anxious like I physically like my hands were like shaking sitting at the table and I had to like overcome and tell myself like no it's actually okay for you to eat off meal plan like this um and everything in moderation like if I would have sat there and ate four pork chops yeah that would have been an issue but that's not what I was doing um so I have struggled it's been a month it's been five weeks post-show and each week it's getting progressively better which is phenomenal um like this past weekend I I'm not telling you that my anxiety was completely gone because it's not and it's gonna come in waves it just shows up in different forms um but that physical aspect of it when I am going to eat is getting better but that was something that I wasn't expecting to have I was expecting to have to combat the urge to binge eat, and that wasn't there. But the anxiety of being able to eat the food, and that comes from because for the last nine months, I hadn't been able to do that. And so I, it was ingrained in my brain that what I was doing was wrong. So it's it's learning how to rewire your brain. And I think a lot of things in life are like that. I, it, it doesn't even have to be food. You can be wanting to change a habit in your life. And when you are making that change, your body is going to tell you that, no, what you're doing is wrong. It's like, no, actually, what I'm doing is getting me closer to the goals that I want. And this is a habit that I need to have. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And I think sometimes we want to sit in this little bubble of comfort when we need to get outside of our comfort zone. And one of the things that Nicole and I were talking about when I was like, dude, I was not expecting this. She's like, yeah, but you know how you get over this? You keep doing it. You keep eating off meal plan and making those substitutions. And that was, that was hard for me to keep, to keep doing. Um, also, it was hard to... <clears throat> And this, this is weird because so many people are going to be like, but wasn't that the, isn't that the point? It was hard to watch my body gain weight. It was hard to watch the scale go up. And 
I told y'all that I clocked in my lowest weight was 103.2. That is not healthy and that is not sustainable and that is not normal. And I know all of these things, but when you had gone the last nine months watching the scale drop, then when it starts to increase, it's like, wait, something is wrong. And I knew in my, like, I knew in my, like, front thoughts that, no, this is okay. This is what's supposed to be happening. But my subconscious was like, what the fuck are you doing? And so it's literally, you are literally having a battle with yourself. Because then also, like, I became very self-conscious about my face. Because my face is the first place that I gain weight. And so I was gaining weight in my face. I was like, oh my god, I look like a hippo. Like, what in the world is going on? And the first couple weeks that I was gaining weight, it was very unproportional. Like, I was gaining weight in just my stomach. And then my legs started to get bigger. And, like, I... And then it was just, like, a mental thing. And I just literally felt ginormous. And then my clothes started to fit better. And I liked that. And I was weighing in at, like... It was when I was weighing in at 114, I was like, this is how I want my body to stay. Well, that's also not really sustainable because I'm also, like, if I want to stay there, that's fine. But, like, then my calories still have to be restricted. And then I still have to live this life where, like, I still have brain fog and that's not sustainable. So now I'm up in weight and... I'm actually really enjoying where my body is at right now. And that took, like, we are five weeks post-show, but there was there was about two weeks in there where I really was, not even two weeks, more than that. It's been about the last three, three and a half, four weeks. And I'm just like, mm, I don't love this. I'm uncomfy with this. And last week was really, really hard as far as, like, body image goes because my clothes are fitting me differently. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm filling things out again, but it's weird because I'm that's not what I'm used to, right? But one of the things that I also, like, Nicole and I were talking about is I am not 20, anymore. (laughs) Like, I am not 21, 22, 23. Like, as much as I would love to say that I have that, like, young 20s body, I don't. I'm 26, and my body isn't supposed to look like that anymore. I'm supposed, I'm not saying, like, I want a healthy body. And Wanting a healthy body and being in that mindset is such a blessing. And I'm so grateful that that is now the mindset that I have. Because, and I'm about to say something super crazy that I never thought that I would say. I wear, pre-show, I, so there's a couple things to this. I wear a size 24, which is a double zero, in Amber Crombie. There, Nicole's like, yeah, a healthy 26-year-old really shouldn't fit a size double zero anymore. She's like, I mean, you can. Like, She's like, I'm not saying that, like, some people can't. She's like, but really, like, I don't know. And a pair of jeans that I wore pre-show and, like, all through prep, those were my one pair of jeans that fit me. I wore them to work all the time. Well, jeans will shrink when you wash them and dry them over and over again. So I went to go put on my favorite pair of jeans and they don't fit anymore. And that 
kind of spiraled a little mini meltdown because I was like, oh my god, no, my favorite jeans. Then I was like, holy shit, I'm getting so much bigger. But then today, I put on, and this is why being a girl is so hard. I put on the same size jeans, just a different color. And these were a pair, they were my black jeans that I really didn't wear a lot. So they didn't get washed and dried as many times as my favorite pair of jeans did. And they fit fine. They fit fine. And it's like, it's okay for your body to change as long as you're healthy. Because here's the trade-off. And here's where I am just so ecstatic about. Yes, I'm gaining weight. But you want to know something? I have more than two functioning brain cells. <laughs> like, I... There are so many Life with Libby things in the works that I actually have the mental capacity to put into. I'm able to have conversations with people. I'm able to manage my emotions. I'm able to execute my thoughts and my ideas and I'm able to take more on and add to my plate and simple changes throughout my day don't completely derail me. Um, I'm able to intuitively eat, like I'll eat when I'm hungry, which is so nice to be able to do that. Like, that sentence alone is a very fucked up sentence where I'm like, yeah, I'm able to eat when I'm hungry. Like, before, like, it was just like, all right, tough shit. Like, you're hungry. But, like, I also, I, I'm, and I am going to the doctor about this. Um, we're going to get some blood work done and do all the things about to combat the dizziness. Because I'm not getting dizzy as often because I'm eating more, which is really nice. I mean, it's still happening, but... I also think it's a little bit of a mix of anxiety in there, which is normal. I mean, I'm going through a lot of change right now. Um, my body is going through a lot of change. Um, but if the trade-off for me is because the gym isn't my – I don't want to say the gym isn't my main priority because it is still literally one of my top priorities. But, like, building my business and building my brand – is my top priority right now. And if a few extra pounds on me is there while I'm executing all of these goals, then so be it. And I think I didn't always used to have that mindset. And like at first, when I started getting weight, I'm like, you're like making excuses for yourself. Like you're gaining weight and you are becoming a hippo because you're making excuses for yourself. And it's like, no, baby girl. Like, no. I'm going to choose to be healthy. Um, because the process that I just put myself through is not a healthy one. And I I want to make sure that, like, people know that, like, bodybuilding is a very selfish and crazy sport. It's an incredible sport. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm so grateful that I did it. And there is a healthy way to go about it. But overall, it is a very unhealthy sport. But you look at all... Like, you look at Olympians, those, like, people who train for the Olympics, they're not healthy either. Like, that is a unhealthy obsession with, with a sport and the way that you train, and it consumes your whole life. And, like, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do, and that's totally okay. So I'm not shaming bodybuilding the sport at all whatsoever. I'm just saying that it can be a very unhealthy sport. Um, but the right coaching helps. Anyway, so I'm just, like... I'm learning to give myself a lot of grace in this period too because like to like today I'm having a very good day today. Tomorrow I might look in the mirror and be like, "Are you joking?" 
you're a hippo. What are you doing? I'm going to be like, okay, it's fine. But learning the tools and the skill sets to combat those thoughts is what's important. It's also important to have people in your corner who are going to encourage you and lift you higher and bring you, but also like bring you back down to ground. Um, And it's okay for you to have bad body days. And like, Everything is not all sunshines and rainbows. It's just not. And that's something that I'm learning too is like, I want to share this process with with y'all because I think a lot of influencers and a lot of people who are big on social media, they make everything look like it's all sunshine and rainbows and it's not. It's a stormy season sometimes and it might be rainy one second and then rainbows and butterflies the next and that's normal. It ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows, but as long as you can bring yourself back and be like, okay, like this, like end that spiral. Give your time, give yourself some time to like process your thoughts, feelings, and emotions on the things, but then also like bring yourself back. And knowing your worth in God and who he has called you to be, that will bring you there quicker. There is nothing that brings me more peace and grounds me quicker than prayer, worship music, and reading my Bible. Like, there is nothing more comforting to me than when I'm spiraling and I just sit there. Like, I can feel myself spiraling. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. This actually, this is the devil. This is the devil using his playbook because I talked about this in my Instagram story and I don't know that if I've talked about it on an episode, Um, but the devil has a playbook, okay? The devil knows exactly, he knows exactly what's going to get under your skin. He knows exactly what's going to derail you. He knows exactly what plays, when to play them, and how to play them, okay? Okay? It's like flashback to when Marcus and I would be at work and it was football season and I'd be like, I want you to teach me all the plays. (laughs) I want to know all the things. Um, But it's just like that. Like the devil knows exactly what play to use. I'm not comparing Marcus to the devil whatsoever. I'm I'm sorry if that's how that came out. I was just trying to use the analogy of the learning football plays, whatever. Anyway. Um, so one of the things that the devil knows will throw me off is my self-confidence. He will easily take and pick things apart. And a lie that I've been hearing recently is, and I've talked about this, about how I no longer place my self-worth in my body. Um, and that's not the greatest feature that I bring to the table anymore. Um, so when it comes to my self-confidence... The devil will be like, yeah, but if you if you don't have a good body, what are they going to notice about you? They're going to notice your face and nobody wants a girl with a face. And I'm like, oh, that's a very old trauma. Like, that play doesn't work anymore. I'm so sorry you have to try something else. Um, but the devil will do anything. And you know what's funny? The other morning, I was getting up and getting ready to go to the gym. And... I, I, everything was fine. Like I was up at, I'm still getting up at five, just not today because 
I, I don't know why I didn't get up today. I just chose not to. <laughs> it was a choice. I choose to get up early because I like to be productive, but today was just not that day, I guess. I don't know, whatever. I'm making excuses. I didn't want to get out of bed. There it is. Um, but anyway, so flashback to like 2019, um, 2018 maybe, my ex used to get up at five o'clock every morning to go to work. And I would try to get up to go to the gym before work. And there was a phase, there was a point in my life and a phase in my life where if I woke up before 6.15 in the morning, I would be dry heaving all day. Like I would be so sick all day. It was like my internal clock was not functioning and I couldn't do anything about it. And then one day it was um, two years ago almost now. I was just like, you know what? No, I'm going to get up. I want to go to the gym in the morning. I don't want to go out to work anymore. I'm just going to do it. And so then I started to go to the gym in the morning. And obviously all through prep, I got up at all through prep. I, well, not all through prep, but once my two a days started and I had to do a lot of cardio, like my cardio was really high. I was getting up at four o'clock every day because one of the things that I was unwilling to sacrifice which probably would have made prep easier, but I think that this is what kept my mental health somewhat sane, is my morning routine. I was unwilling to sacrifice that. Could I have gotten up at like five, rolled out of bed and got to the gym? Yes, but my morning routine is an hour long and I didn't want to sacrifice that. Anyway, so getting up at four all throughout prep to go to the gym, like everything was fine. The other morning, I got up at five and I went to, like I did my morning routine, hour long, it was like 6.15, and I went to go make breakfast and I started to dry heave. And I, w- I literally laughed out loud and I said to the devil, I was like, you are going to have to try something else because this is not going to derail me. This Today is not the day and I'm not the one. Like, find something else. Unfortunately, then I had a really bad body day <laughs> and my self-confidence was really low. <laughs> but that's because I told the devil to find something else, so he did. <laughs> Instead of just saying be gone is what I should have said. Not not try me again. That was an open invitation. Um, but you just have to, like, when you can see those things happening that you know are old things that you have already healed, when it's old trauma creeping back in or it's old habits creeping back in, you just have to, in that moment, call out, call it out. Like, like I did, I literally left out aloud. I was like, oh my gosh, no, like you are going to have to find something else because this is actually something that I've already healed from. And I'm not going to allow this to derail me. Call it out for what it is. And the body image stuff, it's the same thing where it's like, no, the devil wants me to think that these are all negative things about me. The devil wants me to be like, oh, well, you're getting fat, so nobody's going to like you. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm getting healthy. I'm gaining weight back. Thank the Lord. Literally, thank thank God that I am gaining weight back in a healthy manner. Because that's honoring the body that God has given me in every step of this. Like, I honored the body that God gave me all throughout prep. What an incredible blessing it was to be able to do that. And there were a few days in there where I was like, there are some people who will never get to experience this. Like, how lucky am I? 
there are so many things that people can become addicted to. How lucky am I that the gym is one of them? And I say that more so now because I could, like, I could say there are so many unhealthy things and at a point in my prep it was unhealthy, but whatever. Like, how lucky, how lucky am I that, like, this is something that I have found improves my mental health, improves my physical health, I feel better, I look better, like, I just, all the things, like, how lucky am I that this is something that I have become addicted to? But the devil doesn't want us to do things that honor God. He wants us to look for the quick fixes, right? Or or think we aren't worthy, or think that again, because this is a newly healed wound or something that I'm still working on, is that my body and being hot and wanted by men, that is an old wound. The devil is going to still try to play that a lot right now and think, well, if you don't have your body, what do you have going for you? It's like, um... Well, it's it's a pretty actually long list, <laughs> actually. Like, I'm actually a really incredible human. And I don't say that in a, in a cocky way. I mean that in like a, yeah, like, my body is, is great, but that's not all that I bring to the table. So, just knowing, I think it's important for you to really sit down and think, okay, what is the root of this? What is, what is the devil really trying to get me to think to derail me? Because all, all of these insecurities that we have, they all, they all stem from something. So what is, what is the root of them? And once you find the root of them, then once you start to notice yourself spiraling, you can call that out, be like, no, these are lies, here is why. Also... If you need to unfollow people because you're stuck in the comparison wheel, do that. Do that. Um, There are a lot of bodybuilders, um, influencers that I followed who actually were competing around the same time as me. Um, And I had to unfollow one girl in particular because she is still very, 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 very tiny. And I didn't stay very, very tiny. Like, I have definitely filled out. And that's where I want to be. But I was noticing that every time I would cut, she would come up on my feed, I would feel bad about myself. And I'm like, I don't need that. I'm very happy for her and how her reverse diet is going. And I'm very happy for me and how my reverse diet is going. But I'm not going to get stuck in this constant comparison wheel. So I'm going to unfollow her and that's okay. I think a lot of people don't use social media as the incredible gift that it can be. Um, it's supposed to be a tool. It's supposed to help you in life. And so I encourage you to unfollow people, but also follow the right people. Like make sure that when you are getting on social media, because this is a tool for me, like now I have a whole tab of saved quotes on Instagram. And whenever I'm starting to feel like the devil's attacking, I will go and I will look at those quotes. I also have a whole Pinterest board full of them, but Go and look, go and look at those things. Read what is true. Read what is real. And also listen to worship music because nothing will bring you closer back to him and what is true about you than that. 
And I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, worship music is really good music. <laughs> like, I love my Jesus Jams playlist. I love that. And then I actually have a playlist. It's called, um, I'll share it in my story. It's called Nana's House or Nana's Home, one of the two. I don't know. It was, it used, the original playlist on Spotify was called Grandma's Home. And I don't call my grandma, na- grandma, I call her Nana. And it's all the music that, like, she listened to when she was younger. And then I added some Mamma Mia there, too. Um, because who doesn't love Mamma Mia? And so turning on, like, good, feel-good music like that, I either pick, like, either my Nana's Home or my Jesus Jones playlist to really just, like, uplift me and lift my mood back in and be like, okay, nope, like, the devil, you gotta go. You gotta go. And there's a very empowering feeling when it comes to that. So that's really all I wanted to talk about today. This was actually a really long solo episode. I'm proud of myself for that. I'm trying to do longer solo episodes, but it's kind of hard to just sit and talk to yourself. But I'm cozy sitting in my bed, so that might be part of it too. Um, But this, I hope that y'all were able to take something from today's episode. I am going to do a mini episode on Thursdays. So be on the lookout for that. And that's going to be about literally like two to five minutes. It's probably just going to be like a pep talk. Like how would usually do just like a quick Instagram story. I'm going to try to make it a podcast every Thursday so that like when y'all like Thursday mornings, like y'all are just trying to get through your week um, and finish strong, that will be available for you. So I love y'all so much and I will see y'all Thursday for a mini episode, but then next week for another episode of Life with Libby. Bye y'all. All right, y'all, one more thing before we jump into today's episode. I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, my Uncle Steve. He's a mortgage banker at First Merchants Bank here in Ann Arbor. He gives people money to buy a new home, refinance an existing home, or build a new home. If you need to get pre-approved or just be educated about how home loans work, you can give him a call at 734-646-4522 or steveandersonloans.com.